The real lessons are learned from failure. We follow this theme leading into episode seven of this podcast, where we interview successful entrepreneurs from around the world on the worst deals they've ever been a part of. Welcome to the Worst Deal Ever podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vicky Virtual Receptionist. We make you look good on the phone. We are also sponsored by Kara Virtual Assistance. You need stuff done, let Kara help. For more information about Vicky Virtual and Kara Virtual, please visit the link provided on our website at www.theworstdealpodcast.com. For our seventh episode, we sit down with Suresh May, owner of Wealth Weekly. Suresh's company, Wealth Weekly, helped black entrepreneurs surpass a million dollars per year and create generational wealth with their businesses. But more importantly, he gets shit done. He's a fun dude to be around. Really excited to talk to this guy. He's a friend, and I think he gives an interesting take. So let's welcome Suresh. How you doing, man? Man, I'm amazing. How you doing, bro? I got to get you to do my podcast intros. That was incredible, brother. <laughs> I'm doing good, doing good. <laughs> so yeah, man, excited to have you on today. So yeah, tell me a little bit about Wealth Weekly and your current projects. Yeah, man. So you, you, you shared our mission. We focus on helping black entrepreneurs surpass $1 million per year and create generational wealth in their business. And with Wealth Weekly, I mean, just frankly, man, we're really helping entrepreneurs transform their minds from uh, thinking really small, starting small, underpricing themselves to selling things for thousands of dollars, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars immediately when they get started in business. And so we give them the mentorship, the guidance, the tools and the resources so they can start their business um, and succeed as quickly as possible. That's a great thing. You know, I think uh, probably a lot of that had to do with mindset mastery and mm -hmm. That's one of the huge things that plague early stage entrepreneurs. So it's awesome that you're doing that. Thank you. So, uh, you know, I, I heard that you have a podcast as well. What, how'd that work? Yeah, man. So mine is called um, The Wealth Weekly Show. And my podcast, like I, I was telling you um, before we got started, I love your angle. And my podcast, I actually wanted to interview only multimillionaires with the podcast. Oh, what nice. happened with yeah, what happened with me, man, like I, I, I just kind of found myself in this circle. Well, not find myself. I kind of hustled my way into it in this circle of people that were just like superstar entrepreneurs. And I got to think about my journey early on and I didn't have that kind of access. And so I wanted to leverage my relationships with all of these incredible men and women and interview them and talk about their stories and their skills and the things they overcome and also get them to impart some wisdom on my listeners, because I figured, man, a lot of, uh, especially black entrepreneurs, they don't have the access or they feel like they can't get the access because of some kind of mental hurdle. They feel like they weren't, aren't good enough. Somebody won't um, respond to them. All these different things that I know I felt. So I wanted to kind of give them a gateway to these high net worth and just, man, phenomenal people. Right. Uh, because that's my way of kind of like pouring into them. Right. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, you know, I, I know that uh, in order to be good at mindset mastery and teach these types of things, it takes a story of, of your own. And of sure. course, this is the Worst Deal podcast. So uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, the worst thing that happened to you in a business contact that uh, helped bring you to where you are today. Yeah, man, I got a, quite a few worse, but uh, one that comes to mind, a story that I never told because, I, and again, I love the premise of your show. I've never been asked this question. And um, right. 
it was when I was first getting started. So I had a supplement company. I was selling this product called UberQuick. And okay. um, it was really like my first business. And I say my first business because the first time I really started to hire outsourcers and build a team, first time I really started to run advertisements, I mean, Google, Facebook, I put out magazine ads, quarter page, full page ads, like really invested into the growth and sales of this business. Really? But I was still very, very green though. Yeah, I was still very green though, Donald. And so I remember cash was getting tight because what I used to do back in the day, like I never worked a job more than about, I think like seven weeks, maybe two months tops. Uh, if, if, if I'm counting LA Fitness, that was probably the longest one that summer. I would get a job to stack up cash to invest into my business and I would quit. And so, like yeah, so that's the only time I would get a job, get enough money to start a business or reinvest into the business, I'm quitting the job again. And so I probably had a couple of jobs over my career, but none of them lasted more than, you know, two months. And so anyway, during my time um, starting UberQuick, I had like stacked a bunch of money this summer and I was running out of cash. Just frankly, because I didn't know what I was doing. Like I didn't know anything about Legion, following up with people. It was just like buy my shit right now. And, you know, I was making sales. I implemented some recurring income stuff, but I was still very new. So anyway, I ended up, I was, um, man, I, I met this beautiful woman. She was probably 15, 20 years my senior. And man, I'm kind of like trying to date her a little bit. It was a funny story. <laughs> I'm trying to date her, <laughs> right? And like, I ain't even got my shit together. Like, I'm trying to date her. We, but we, we hanging out. We having a good time. She was really fun. She was really cool. Mm -hmm. And when I got to telling her about what I did, she was like, oh man, you got to meet my friend James, right? I ain't going to say his last name. Yeah, you got to meet my friend James. He's, uh, he's like an investor. He's an entrepreneur. He owns his coffee shop, all this other shit, right? I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. So I go meet James, Donald, and um, I go to his coffee shop. It was like kind of like West End Atlanta, and he had a cool little spot, man. And like he was, he was, a, he seemed like a really solid guy. Now, again, I'm very green, new to entrepreneurship. This is kind of, I, I had some other stuff before the supplement company, but I'm still like in the first year or two. And I, ha I, had, I don't have a mentor. Right. So I'm looking for, man, I need cash, man. You know, or so I think anyway, I need cash to invest um, into advertisements. I kind of already got a taste of some sales. My thing was working a little bit, but mm -hmm. I was just burning up, burning cash. And so I go meet James. I had already published a book by now. So I take him a book and I had a bottle of my supplement. And he was just kind of like so impressed that I actually created this supplement myself. Like this isn't like some MLM shit. Like I got with the scientists, told them what I wanted to do. And I actually have a design background. I designed a label myself. Like I, I it was my thing. Right. He was like, oh shit. Like, man, like this is dope. You know, woo, woo, woo. And so he's like, man, I want to invest into this. And when you're new and green, when somebody just say they're going to give you some money, you just get excited. Right. right. <laughs> and so he's right. like, yo. He's like, yo, I'm going to invest into this, man. We're going to blow this up. We're going to make this big. Woo, woo, woo. So I'm like, cool. Like, I'm geek. I go tell my mom, man. I'm, you know, shit. We pulling up his website. I'm, you know, researching him, man. And he seemed really solid. And so in hindsight, this should have been a trigger. But I, again, I was green. I didn't know. He sent me over a, um, what do you call it? Like a, uh, kind of like a letter of intent for business. Well, I can't think of the name I had a brain for. What's it called, Donald? Uh, yeah, so either letter of intent or uh, NDA. Yeah, so maybe maybe letter of intent. Where it's like I intend to invest into your business, and he gave me like a twenty four forty eight hour deadline or some dumb shit like that to like sign it. Wow, right? Which if you listen to this, like that's fucking crazy. Never take a deal somebody give you like two days to sign their agreement, right? Like they know some bullshit. I mean, you need time to vet it, especially if you signing deals and you doing partnerships and you getting like an angel investor. 
Mm-hmm. Man, you you got to vet the deal, right? You got to have time to do your research and do your due diligence. So he gave me 48 hours, man. Again, I'm green, dude. I'm broke. I got this company. I know it can be something. I just need some help. So mm-hmm. I signed this shit, right? And so where I kind of, and I, th- I think I was giving him like 20%. Um, he probably asked for some more. I think I negotiated down 20%. And it was going to be like a cash investment, man. Um, so anyway, I signed it. And... I immediately go into research mode right now. I was compelled to sign it because I needed the cash and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but right. he was a good guy. But me though, even if I do something in haste like that, like I'll immediately go do my research. So I ended up um, buying this book. I think uh, it's by his co-author, but I think one of the guys is Brad Field. It's called venture deals. So like I legit, after I signed this thing, man, I spend the next day devouring this like 200 page book on, venture capital and angel investment deals. So right. now after I signed the agreement, Donald, I got some fucking questions though. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> Cause now I'm doing some research, right? He hit me with this, this, this 48 hour deadline. I'm like, shit, man, I need this money. I give up the equity. Like it's a learning experience. I make the cash back. All of these things I'm telling to sell myself into why I should do this and why I should do it so quickly without really knowing what the hell I'm doing. But now after the kind of the dust settle, man, I'm doing some research. Now I got questions. Right. And now I also find out that the letter of intent wasn't really a deal. It was just, I intend to invest and I kind of get first rights to invest. Not that I'm really going to cut you a check to do this thing. Okay. Yeah. That was the first thing. And then also, man, when I started to ask him some more intelligent questions, he actually couldn't answer a lot of them. And so I think instead of, so the, the, the part that made the deal bad because I educated myself and now I kind of, I, I knew what to ask. I knew how to approach it. Mm-hmm. I think he, he backed off and essentially, man, I ended up wasting like three months of my life, like chasing this deal, chasing this check, chasing this partnership, which made it such a bad deal. But mm-hmm. I ended up just gaining an enormous amount of knowledge, man, on how angel investing work, how venture capitalist works. What's the difference between the letter of in tent to give you a deal versus this is an actual agreement and we're going to put the cash in your bank account. So man, that was probably the worst deal I've ever had in my life, man. But yeah. just like most bad situations, right? You, you have very powerful learning lessons that come out of it. Right. Right. And you know, one of the big things that happens in venture capital, as I'm sure you know, is a, a term sheet. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I'm assuming you were not presented with a term sheet. I Hell no. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> I didn't even know anything about that. Okay, so this guy figured he was just going to take advantage of you. Uh, what do you think his intention was in reality? That's a great question, man. I think I think it was to. Well, no, man, I, I kind of know what it was after I started researching. I don't remember. I probably got the uh, agreement in my email, man, from shit, over, probably over a decade ago now. But oh wow, yeah, it, he what he was doing was he was trying to get equity in companies and start up ventures, but he wasn't trying to put the money up. He wanted to get the equity and get you to sign off on that. And then he'll like shop your deal around to other people who had the money. And so okay. based on, yeah, based on like his relationships and his network, he'll essentially get like 20% just for shopping the deal and helping you find the money. He wasn't really trying to put the cash up himself. Okay, so he was basically trying to broker out equity, and in exchange for that, 
and do it in a, a, a backhanded way. Right? Exactly. In Very back- fucking backhanded. Right. So that's, that is sort of messed up. I mean, he's uh, just sort of sneaking his way in the company that uh, he's not putting his own money up for. And uh, it's pretty dishonest. Right, no, you know, not 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 all, not pretty fucked up. It is, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was very backhanded. Uh, let's clear that up. But yeah, so man, it, it was a very dishonest way because he approached it like, "Yo, I'm going to invest into the company in exchange for this equity." But then, as I again, as I became a more mature entrepreneur and I started to research and learn, it was like, "Whoa!" I started to see what was what, and I started to see what he was doing. Like it was even one time, man, I went to like this meeting that he had, and there was this company that had this. Um, some kind of ice cream, man, but it had like protein powder or some shit in it. And it was supposed to be like really good and really healthy Mm. that he had us tasting and he was trying to get like the guys excited about the product, man. So he kind of had like a whole little show, man, he was really trying to do, but he was really trying to get equity and broker deals, man, but he he wasn't approaching it that way. You know, I feel like with you being in that situation, especially at the time, if he had told you those intentions up front, you – I mean, I would have been okay with it. Yeah, man. And, and I probably would have offered less equity um, or, or tried to get less equity because I was, I was familiar with negotiation then. I wouldn't have considered myself a strong negotiator at all. But I do know, you know, I wouldn't have just went with the first deal. Right. But yeah, but it's like, shit, man, you're going to help me give you a small piece of the company. You're going to help me collect the cash. I would have been okay with that because I needed the money. Right. You know? Right. So when did, what uh, ultimately ended up happening to the supplement deal? Man, so it just kind of dissolved, man. As I got smarter and more shrewd, he kind of just like backed off because I like I wasn't a pushover anymore. Right. Yeah, so it just kind of went away, man. And that, that, su- that company just ended up like just folding again because I, I really cut my teeth on entrepreneurship, marketing, business with that company. Um, mm-hmm. But like, man, I like just I had some highlights, man. I signed... Uh, an endorsement deal with a pro NFL player. Like I was like inches away from getting a um, gold medal Olympic athlete. They just kind of fell through. And I mean, it, shit, it, it was a good deal. It, it, it was good that they didn't do it. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, man, I was really hustling with that company, man. Like I, I really wanted that to be something, but uh, man, just without mentorship and guidance though, it was just really tough to pull that off. Wow. So and how much I money was it, Donald? I stopped selling it, man, because the, the pills actually expired, dude. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, I can't, I can't sell this shit anymore. <laughs> 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 so I ran out of runway, dude. Like the pills had like three three years shelf life. Man, after three years, I was like, fuck it, dude. Like I legit just until like a few years ago, I still had like boxes of pills in my mom's garage. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I finally threw them shit away. I got like one. Um, here that I kind of keep is like a souvenir source, man, but the rest of them go. So you got some 10-year-old pills. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny way of running out of, truly running out of runway on it. Exactly, man. And then, you know, just with um, it being a, a business that has a good with a hard cost, like I didn't want to have to invest. And then back then, it's very different now, man. You had to buy, you know, 500,000 bottles. Right. Get an order in, man. So, you know, that would have cost me like another, you know, 10, 15 grand. And I was just like, yeah, hell no, I'm not doing this again. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's funny, but when I first uh, joined up with the startup on Tobo, I, I totally forgot about this until you brought it up. Uh, I randomly picked up a, uh, a book on, on venture capital. Mm. 
and uh, I devoured that book, and it did end up helping me. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, I didn't finish college, uh, and I would be essentially linking up with a couple of people at the MBA, and all college graduates, and then with myself. Hmm. So I didn't want to come across as too much of an idiot. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I remember reading the book. I, I don't even remember the name of the book anymore, but it was uh, the first time I learned about what a, a term sheet was in NDA, what the expectations were for, you know, the multiples of valuation that an investor would be looking for, those types of things. So, and, and for anybody listening, man, that's – I love – this podcast and the premise of it. Right. And it's like, man, just go and you, you'll find information. You will find the relationships when it's time, man. Like you didn't not start dealing with these people or having engaging with them because you lack that knowledge. You just, Hey, you went with it. And it's like, yo man, I don't want to sound like an idiot. Let me do the research. Right. So kind of just figure this shit out as you go along, man, just get in the game. Right. Right. And it's good that you went in and you jumped in and you learned from that. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So I, you know, I guess, in the last few years, because you mentioned it's been roughly a decade since that's happened, mm-hmm. um, how have you applied what you've learned in that deal to some of your more recent projects? What I learned in that deal, well, so recently, and just most recently, I got this uh, this deal I'm working on with two guys, and we're kind of doing like a um, – joint venture thing on it, man. And so it's funny you asked that question because this is probably the first time that I actually revisited that well, in, 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 in a few years, revisited the um, venture deals books and like started to re look at term sheets. And, but now like I got, you know, a team of attorneys I can talk to if I need to about business. So it's very different now from when I started out, right. but it's just like, man, just, just understanding how to structure deals, understanding, just the difference between term sheets, man. And this deal was on my terms. So it was just very different from when I started out, man. But typically now I don't do a lot of partnering with people. Like if it's my idea and if it's like an information business, um, cause I, I typically kind of play in that space, mm-hmm. easy startup, very inexpensive. Shit, you can almost start with $0 if you know what you're doing, if you do sharp marketer. And so I haven't really had to had do any kind of like partnership deals or equity splits, man, up until like literally like this last like month or two. Okay. Okay. That's good. Well, that's good, man. I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in not really seeking out particularly equity unless you really, really need it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, in the case of Rentobos, it was an obvious need and we came out of an accelerator anyway. So that, that, started us, that started us off with a certain amount of investment. Mm-hmm. But in everything I've done since, no equity raises whatsoever. And it gives you some control. Lately, uh, I have partnered with a lot of people because there's only so much manpower. Right. So, what you know, I guess what has been your reasoning? Was it the fallout of that deal that stopped you from wanting to partner with people? Or was it just, hey, it's not that hard for me to get this going. Uh, let me just do it on my own. Yeah, man. It was the, uh, the latter. It wasn't that hard for me to get it going. Right. So, and then that's kind of like why at the beginning I said, um, I thought I needed the cash. What I've learned since then is that depending on the business model, and this is one of the reasons why, like I love playing in the information space, profit margins, extraordinarily high, and you can get started with no money. If you understand how to sell, but is that, 
I didn't need cash. Like all I needed was my skill. Um, and then I could sell my way to a profitable business and I can almost make the business profitable from day one without right. investing anything other than just some time, you know, spending a day or two planning this thing out. Um, and then selling the idea and selling the concept and using that money to build the business. Right. So yeah, when, once you, once you learn that skill, man, you don't really need an equity partner, right? You don't need somebody making decisions with you. You know, you may want to take on somebody for speed of growth, but it just depends on your goals. But starting out, it's just not something that I had to revisit after I gained those skills. Right, right. And so where's Wealth Weekly now? Man, um, Wealth Weekly, we just went through a major shift in our business model, man. So at the time of this recording, last year, we actually were running primarily like an event business. So we, we, we were selling entrepreneurs into a membership to connect them, one, with each other, but also with multimillionaire mentors. Mm -hmm. And so we were having a lot of fun um, at these events. But what began to happen, like my target customer changed. Because at first when we did it, and uh, our mutual friend Rohan, he came, it was like a bunch of just like high, uh, heavy hitter entrepreneurs in a room. Mm -hmm. And when you have like higher end and more experienced entrepreneur there, you can literally sit them in a room, guys, men and women can exchange ideas and they can either execute it themselves or take it back to their teams and get a result and apply, right? Right. And they don't need their handheld. But when I changed the model, or excuse me, when I changed the vision to help more startup entrepreneurs, you can't really do that shit that way. Because people would come, they would have a good time, they can meet some extraordinary people and entrepreneurs that are doing really well in business, but when they leave, Donald, they'll be like, well, well how do you buy a domain? How do I set up hosting? Right, right. And so the model had to change. And so now what we're doing this year is I created a flagship program called Client Riches, where I'm helping entrepreneurs create their own flagship programs and just really master lead generation and selling via webinars. So they're selling on the webinar or we're sending people to an application where we're selling programs for $2,000 or more, man. So some people, some people doing it at a, at a grand, um, but most people are at that three K to $10,000 or more uh, mark. And so this way, man, if your goal is to hit, say, man, six figures, a lot of people, big thing is hit six figures, 10 K a month. You know, when you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs like I have and you survey them, that's like the, the thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If that's your goal, you know, you're selling something for 10 G's, man, you don't need one a month. You're selling something for 3K, you only need three, four customers and you, you in there. And it's really easy to sell something that's more expensive and get there faster than trying to sell like really inexpensive, cheap things and trying to make it up and buy. Right. Okay. And so I guess my question is, what, what kinds of courses are, are usually put together? Or is it normally like, you know, consulting fees or, or how does it typically break down for someone doing like a five grand uh, expenditure or 10 grand asking price? Yeah, man. So it depends. Um, typically, they're doing some type of courses with like a training that has a very clear beginning and a very clear ending. Mm -hmm. And so typically these things last about eight to 12 weeks. And I get them to kind of map out, man, hey, you know, where's your customer starting? What's the transformation that they need to have to get to point B on their journey? Mm -hmm. And they create modules based on each one of those transformational points. And so let's say, for instance, um, one of my uh, members, Sierra, she has a she's a fitness coach. And mm -hmm. what was happening in her business, she was spending a lot of time one on one with people. And um, we know like that doesn't scale. You only have so many hours in a day. 
Right. So, but she was kind of essentially teaching the same, teaching the same thing over and over again, even though she was working with new people. So we actually helped her create one flagship program, helped her get tight on her target affluent customer. And we want to target affluent people who had the money they can afford this stuff. Right. And so now she can send, you know, one person through the program or 10,000 people through the program and they can get a very predictable result. And then also it cut down on her like work time because she can do one group coaching call a week. So right. that's how we get, that's how we help people package like the knowledge and the information and then also charge a premium for it because we're targeting somebody that can afford it. Right. Perfect. I love it. So that's a great way to sort of leverage yourself, um, allow yourself to have a little bit of freedom while uh, utilizing your knowledge to create a, a, an actual business. Exactly. Right. I love that. All right. Well, um, so something that I've been wanting to ask uh, every new interviewee, okay, uh, starting from this episode forward, so you're first. So uh, what are three things that you would recommend the most for someone just starting out in, on their journey? One, get a mentor as quickly as possible, like right now. Like, like, pause this episode and get a mentor and finish it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the first thing. And I say that because if you get someone to teach you what to do instead of trying to figure it out on your own, you can literally do that thing properly in weeks instead of taking years to try to figure out the ins and outs, the bumps, the bruises, and all the pitfalls doing it yourself hire a mentor some kind of coach somebody man like just just show you the straight path to the cash the second thing i would say get some type of accountability partner with a level of accountability that will hurt you if you don't do it so like being an entrepreneur it's everybody kind of talk about the sexy shit right like you know you got the time freedom you got the money all of that stuff is cool. But unlike working a job, like you tell you what to do. And it's really easy to get into a habit of not executing when you're supposed to because you don't have anybody to, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't have anybody to, uh, to push you. Right, to push you, but also to report to is what I was looking for. Because and, and it's you, you, it's you reporting to you. So if you want to be lazy, take a day off, not get shit done today. Like you can't, you ain't gonna fire yourself, right? So one, so, <laughs> go ahead. One of my favorite uh, statements on this: the best thing about being an entrepreneur is being able to do what you want to do. The right. worst thing about being an entrepreneur is being able to do what you want to do. Right. I love that. So I, I never heard that one. I like that a lot. And that, that's exactly the problem, right? It's the gift and the curse, right? Because if you can just do what you want to do and you left up to your own devices, man, some days you might not do shit. And so what I do to combat that is I set like really hard deadlines, but I also have like some type of accountability that'll hurt me, right? So for instance, let's say politics, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever your, uh, whatever party you, you with, let's say if you set a hard deadline, like this month, man, I want my business to do, you know, $50,000 or I need to execute this goal. And it's the first thing I need to get done in the next seven days. I would set a deadline, Democrat or Republican, to make a donation to the party that you are against 
if you don't hit your goal. Mm. Right? Because that shit a sting. So, like, if you hate Donald Trump, and it's like, man, I ain't get my shit done this week. I got to donate $1,000 to his campaign. Like, you, that's going to fuck with you. You know, there's a friend of ours that he did this for exercising. So he mm-hmm. wanted to lose a certain, I think it was two pounds every week. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't lose those two pounds each week, he had money in escrow. And funnily enough, it was going to be donated to Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, yeah. And then that, that, that makes you, you know, do it, man. Because... It's tough to be like you can be self-motivated and some people really are, but most people need deadlines, man. Most people need some kind of accountability. Like when I think about you talking about losing weight, when I was in the best shape of my life, Donald, it was when I was playing college basketball Mm -hmm. and I wasn't more disciplined then. But what I had was I didn't want to be the guy that didn't show up to the gym and all of my teammates were there. Right. I didn't want to be the guy letting my coaches down. I don't want to be the guy that's late to the 5 a.m. practice because there's a hard accountability there. Right. right. You know? Right. All right. So that's two. Uh, oh, what two? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> mentor accountability with some kind of um, deadline that'll hurt you. The third thing would be just getting in the game. I think a lot of people overthink getting started. They take way too long. They try to have like these, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 page business plans. They try to account right. for everything that's going to happen, man. I would say like, fuck that. Just get in the game um, and just start. And just kind of like what Donald shared about being in that, uh, I think, what did you say? using like an incubator or something like that. And you just started right. to venture deals. And man, he just kind of like went as he, he, he learned as he went along. Same thing with me, man. I've never had like a plan that was so ironed out and it went that way. It shit doesn't work like that. But man, yeah. try it, execute, fail a little, keep pushing, and just get in the game. I fully agree. Uh, have a mentor, have an accountability partner, and something that will hurt you as a consequence if you don't hit your goals. And then three, take an action, getting in the game. I love yeah. it. Fantastic. I really love what you had to say today. You know, I wanted to ask uh, again. So you got Wealth Weekly, you've got the podcast. If someone's interested in Wealth Weekly, what website would they go to? If you were interested in Wealth Weekly, I would urge you to go to clientriches.com. That's C-L-I-E-N-T-R-I-C-H-E-S, clientriches.com. Man, I got a free presentation there showing how we had a brand new online coaching business go from zero to $15,938.95 in two weeks without undercharging or without waiting on word of mouth to kick in, man. If you are interested in Wealth Weekly, if you have a coaching business and you're tired of, you know, not getting paid what you're worth, you're sick of, you know, doing way too much work for people who ask for everything and want to pay the least, then that's where you need to go, man. And you can talk to me directly, man, watch the presentation, and it, it, it'll work wonders for you, your business, your confidence, your self-esteem, and your action orientation. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, what about your podcast? Where can we uh, get some downloads of that? Yeah, man. Go to um, iTunes or Stitcher and search for the Wealth Weekly Show, man. We're about 75 episodes in. Man, I have a lot of fun with it. We got a lot of entrepreneurs on there. I'm going to get Donald on there. Um, just entrepreneurs that are making seven, eight, even got a nine figure entrepreneur on there, man. I got Kevin Harrington from the shark tank on there. Like it's a, oh, bad, wow. 
yeah, man, it's a lot of fun, man. We got some really dope interviews on there. So check us out, Wealth Weekly Show, iTunes, or Stitcher. Okay, awesome. So, uh, Suresh, again, you know, thanks a lot for stopping by virtually. Appreciate having you on. And, you know, listeners, if you made it through that, just remember the three important things that Suresh mentioned today. If you're looking to get started, have a mentor, have an accountability partner, or some type of thing that stops you from doing the wrong thing or else it's going to hurt. And then three, take action. So, Suresh, I know you got a lot going on the rest of the week. You're flying out tomorrow somewhere. I don't know where. Yep. <laughs> going to <out of laughs> Cleveland, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, tell LeBron I said, what up? And I'm going to see LeBron, actually. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the game, man. <laughs> nice. Of course you are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, have a good rest of the day, and thanks a lot for coming on. Man, thanks for having me. It's been a wonderful time, brother.